Well, this year we ended up taking 49 people out there to Nationwide Youth Roundup just outside Sedalia, Colorado, up in the mountains. So if you went on that trip, could you just stand up real quick? The shirts kind of give it away. But uh, yeah, these, all these people went, went out to Colorado. And now I want you to remain standing if you were one of the adult leaders. So the rest of you can sit down. If you were one of the adult leaders, these people, they invested their time, their money, their energy. A round of applause. And go ahead and sit down. And just thank you so much for um, for being a church that supports young people and and uh, inviting them into an experience where they can experience the love of Jesus. So thank you so much for your love, your generosity, and your prayers to help make a trip like this possible. For those of you who don't know what NYR is, I just want to give you a brief overview of what to expect if you were on the NYR trip. And that starts all the way back last Thursday. We met here at 5.45 a.m. hoping to get here to leave at 6 a.m. There's absolutely no way we even got close to that. I think it was like 6.30, almost 6.45 by the time we left. But all day Thursday, all we do is traveling, man. We travel all the way out to western Kansas. And I'm, I'm from Kansas, and I, I just have to tell you, as much as I love Kansas, once you hit about Manhattan, everything west of there is just awful. So, so it is just an awful drive all the way out there. But there's some generous churches there. There's one in Colby that lets us stay the night on Thursday night. And so we stay the night Thursday night. We get up Friday, and we drive half the day until we get up into the mountains. And then the rest of the day is spent um, putting our camp together. So we're talking putting up all our tents and organizing all the food and the supplies that we'll need for the week, putting up three 10 by 20s, putting up uh, our grill and our sink and everything. And I have to tell you that on Fridays, Fridays of NYR are always my least favorite days. I hate Fridays, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. And I'm always cranky on Fridays because we're always working. You have a thousand people asking you a thousand questions and you have a thousand brains trying to figure out how to do the same thing. And they all come from different perspectives. And so Fridays are just awful. I'm just going to be honest with you. Both the Fridays that we get out there and also the Friday when we leave and you got to pack everything up, throw it back all in the trailer. It's bad enough just leaving and packing everything up. But this year we had some fun experiences on Friday and Saturday. On Friday as we're leaving, the power steering went out in our truck that was pulling the trailer. So it took a couple hours to fix that. And then we blew two trailer tires. So that was pretty exciting on Friday night. And then on Saturday, we blew another trailer tire, and our van got overheated. So it's just a miracle that we ended up all here safe and in one place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, yeah, Fridays and Saturdays, not my favorite days. But the main programming for the conference starts on Sunday through Sunday. And so what happens uh, is... Every morning we'd eat breakfast together and then we would go down into the valley. You saw a picture of it. And we would go down in the valley and we'd sing some songs to Jesus and then we'd hear a, an amazing communicator. And then after that we'd sing some more songs and then we would go into age-specific classes where we study the Bible more in depth. And then we would eat lunch together and then most of the time we would have our afternoons free and so uh, that's when all the kids would go down in the valley and play around and hang out with a lot of our, our kids really like the Louisiana group this year. I don't know. Uh, they're like, man, mad respect for being the, the furthest people away and coming here 24 hours it took them. So, uh, so they would do that in the afternoon, and then we would eat dinner together. And this is all, we're just all cooking our own food. 
And then after dinner, we would go back down into the valley for another main session. Lots of singing to Jesus, a lot of worshiping Jesus through uh, the message. And then some more singing and decisions would be made there typically at night. And then we would break off into age-specific groups and we would talk about Jesus. So it was just an amazing week. And Sunday, the very uh, first morning that we actually had something going on, Sunday morning, the first message really set the tone for the rest of the week. Because uh, our preacher that morning was Jim Dalrymple, and he was preaching about listening to God's voice. He challenged every single one of us to listen to God's voice. And he used John chapter 10, verses 13 through 15. I want to read them to you. It says this, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. And so what uh, he challenged us to do was to listen to the shepherd's voice. Every single one of us, we listen to many different voices. The voices of our family the voices of our friends, the voices of the television shows that we watch, the, the voices of the music that we listen to, the voices of TikTok, the voices of YouTube. We all have distracting voices. And we were challenged to listen to the one voice that truly matters, to listen to the voice of Jesus. And the results were amazing. Our people did listen to what God was trying to say to them. And we had six people step into the waters of baptism and a seventh person who is going to get baptized in the ocean when they get back to Florida. And we had at least four people that I know of that rededicated their lives to Jesus all because they were willing to take a moment and say, I am going to listen to no other voices, but I am going to listen to the voice of of Jesus. And so what I want us to do today is rather than me just talk and, and preach, we're going to listen to different people, different stories of people who either rededicated their lives or were radically transformed by the love of Jesus. And so we're going to begin today by doing that with the two, two of our high school ladies who rededicated their lives to Jesus, Audrey Attic and Jordan McCann. Why don't you come uh, to the podium right now? And yeah, give them a round of applause. And I forgot to mention this. This has nothing to do with this. I'm sorry for uh, ruining the moment. But if you're a pre-K kid, uh, pre-K through kindergarten, and you want to go uh, do some pre-K specific things, we have uh, toddler encore available right now. So you can just go out those doors and go into that room. Uh, Cheryl Pippen is there. She does an amazing job. She is going to kill me because I forgot to say that. So uh, sorry about that. But Jordan is going to answer the question, um, what does it mean for me to rededicate my life, and then Audrey's going to talk about how God transformed her heart this week. So I'll, I'll let you take it away, Jordan. Uh, I want to rededicate my life because Jesus, I feel like, Je oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Okay. <laughs> I want to Get it together. All right. Breathe. Slow, slow breaths. Slow breaths. <laughs> All right, Audrey, you're up. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to answer the question in like a story form. 
So, like, the last night of worship, it kind of moved me, and I could feel the presence of the Lord in and around me and others. And after confessing my sins that week and laying down my burdens at the foot of the cross, feeling the weight lifted from my shoulders, all of the happiness and freedom from that, but also the sadness of having to leave that amazing place, all the emotions I had were, like, overwhelming, and I knew it was him, bringing strangers together hand in hand and placing his hand on our shoulders, letting us know that we are not alone. This trip, God was challenging me, telling me to rise up above my sin. He challenged me to rise above my anxiety, make friends, and worship worship him, and not care about what others were thinking. A verse that I thought that really stood out to me is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12. Um, it's actually when I memorized, hold up. I'm going to have to think about this. Okay. It reads, now this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in this world, especially in our relations with you, with integrity and godly sincerity. We have done so relying not on worldly wisdom, but on the grace of God. And it stood out to me because before I found God, I listened to the world and its lies. But now that I found God, the wisdom and the grace of him, I realized it's far more strong. So, yeah. Okay, I want to rededicate my life to Jesus because I feel like I would better I would better understand why Jesus died for me. He died for me because I sinned, and He loved me enough to wipe away to wipe away all that sin whenever I repent. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> Y'all, that takes a lot of courage to get up here and do that. Um, many of you, if you were doing that, you would have peed your pants. So just proud. Just proud of those girls for how they did that. I want to invite Mr. Karsten McCann up to the stage. Karsten. This mic's for you. You guys are right there. This, hold that mic. So can you talk in the mic, Karsten, to make sure people can hear you? Yeah. Try again. Yeah. What's your name? Karsten McCann. What's your middle name? Harold. I didn't know that. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks, Carson Harold. Okay, so Carson, let, let the people know a little bit more about you. How old are you? I'm nine years old. Okay, out of those nine years, how many years have you been going to NYR? <laughs> General ball, Ballpark. Uh, five years. Four years. Say it in the mic. Four years. You've been going to NYR for four years. So almost half your life. So what is your favorite fun activity to do when we are at NYR? Probably going to the river and like, like, yeah, okay. No, that's So we, uh, one of the days that we have in the afternoon, we go out to one of the rivers, and there's a little current, and it's always fun and challenging to make it down the river, right? All right. Yeah. So, so that's your favorite fun activity. What was your favorite moment from this NYR this year? Probably giving, getting baptized. So. Show, us, show us your stake, Karsten. When, when someone gives their life to Jesus and is baptized out there, you get a stake to drive it in the ground to say, this is, my, this is my firm foundation. I'm driving my stake in. Jesus is my foundation. But, Carson, I want to ask you, 
this has been a couple years in the making. You've been going through your jam booklet and stuff. So why did you feel like being baptized? Because, uh, because I wanted to continue uh, to be a follower of Jesus and continue my life to him. So. That's a great answer, Carson. That's a great answer. Okay, one last question, Carson. And this is important, so you've got to have that mic up. You ready for this? What do you want these people out here to know about Jesus? Uh, I want them to know, like, they could uh, follow Jesus and continue their life. If they haven't got baptized yet, they can go through the jam book and stuff. So. That's right. Thank you, Karsten. Give him a round of applause. Thank you so much. All right. Sir Avery, sir. My dude Avery. Here we go. Okay, we're going we're gonna to ask a couple questions about you that people don't know yet. Avery, what's your name? Avery. <laughs> what's your full name? Avery Robert Garner. Hey, I'm just getting all these middle names today. I'm going to stash this away for when you're in trouble. Um, so how, how old are you? 14. 14 years old. How many years have you been to NYR? It's my first year. It's your first year. So in this first year, we have a lot of Bible reading, Bible preaching, Bible studying. Um, was there a, a verse that really stuck out to you? Yeah. Hebrews chapter 13, 6 and 7. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my Father. I will not be afraid. What, we, what can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their fate. So why did that stick out to you, you think? Um, well, this, uh, for the first couple days of NYR, I, uh, I was having a lot of anxiety and I wasn't really having a good time. And then Monday after the service, uh, me, Walker, and Nick went to the seventh and eighth grade class, and there's this. Which, by the way, is not the right class. Yeah, it wasn't the right we'll, class. We'll allow it here. <laughs> and uh, his name was Tyler Bade, and he was saying how we wanted to start our next chapter of our life, and that kind of, like you always said, a string on your heart, felt like it was tugging, and uh, I wanted to spend the next chapter of my life with Christ. Amen. Amen. So, uh, what happened next? I got baptized. That's right, you did. You got baptized. So, <laughs> so um, are, is there any, any last thoughts you have for us um, as a church? Yeah. Hold on. So who spoke the word of God to you, and if they did, then make Jesus your Lord and rise up and spread the word and fish for people. Amen. Thanks, brother. All right, Miss Katie, can you make your way up here, Miss Katie?
Katie, can you talk in the mic? Yes. Okay, thank you. So I'm going to call the elephant out in the room right now. <laughs> Katie is a great woman of God who happens to be blind. And um, Katie, one of the things that I love about you and what anybody on this trip could tell anybody about you is that you're super positive. Um, in fact, they were playing a game in, in Great White to try and make you say something negative and you refused to do it. Um, but uh, in the midst of all that you've experienced in life, not just being blind, but there's other, um, getting to know your story, there's other things that have happened in your life that have been difficult. But how in the midst of all of those trials and difficulties, how do you stay so positive? God. God's gotten me through all those things and um, he always entrusts me into capable hands, just like we saw on the trip. Amen. So, what were, um, this was, how many years have you been to NYR? This is my first year. First year. How old are you, Katie? I forgot to ask you all, all your information <laughs> so I could go steal your credit I'm 20. card and all those things. I'm 20. Okay, you're 20. Middle name? Rose. Someone write it down so I don't forget later. <laughs> um, okay, so Katie Rose, and you are, where are you going next year for school? Going to SIUE next year. SIUE. It's pretty cool. So, um, you've had many challenges in your life, Katie, but um, what, what was the most challenging of this trip, you think? Um, at the very, very beginning when I had to meet 49 people and try to memorize all their voices. That's right. <laughs> that makes sense. It was, so that's saying something because Katie this week, she climbed up a mountain. She hiked up a mountain. She uh, walked in the river, through the river, and that was the most challenging thing to you. I was honestly not expecting that answer, but <laughs> that, that's amazing, Katie. Because I like to know who I'm talking to, so, you know. That's like... right. Um, so those are the challenges, but what was, what was your favorite moment? So my favorite moment was uh, we had a particular time when we worshipped, and we were around this pond, and so we were all, like, in this big circle, and people were getting baptized, and we were just singing and praising God, and it was just awesome. It was awesome. And, and um you could kind of see the, the fire in the yeah, middle. Yeah, they had a fire in the middle, and I, I could, since I can see light, I could see it. That's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty amazing. Um, so that was your favorite moment, but Katie, I'm going to brag on you a little bit, and I think you know where this is going, but one of my favorite moments was actually after we got off the mountain, we stopped in Ellis, Kansas at the swimming pool, and so it was a lot of fun. We had a whole lot of fun, and... Uh, these, these people know where we're going with this. But Katie, up to that point, how many times have, had you jumped off a diving board? Zero. <laughs> Zero times. And so what was so amazing to see was Katie, she got on the diving board. And um, Katie, you were gripping on the, the guard pretty hard, uh, squeezing it. And so you slowly made your way out on, on the diving board. And it was probably, I don't know, five or ten minutes, and you're holding <laughs> on to that, right? Were you scared? <laughs> Definitely. Definitely scared. Your legs were shaking. You were holding on for dear life. And I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know if you were going to jump or not. I really didn't. I didn't um, either. <laughs> <laughs> so you were holding on to that, that guardrail, but the moment you let go of the guardrail, I knew, I knew that, that you were going to jump. And so, Katie, what... Why did you jump after 10 minutes of just thinking and fear <laughs> and anxiety? Why did you end up jumping? Um, so it was really funny because so I was up there and 
Somebody decides to say, Michael, <laughs> somebody decides to say, walk on water, jump off the boat. And that was one of the things that we had talked about, you know, was it was, you know, at NYR was, you know, get, get off the boat and walk on water. Yeah. So he decided and to say that, and then I was like, okay, now I can't not do it. <laughs> yeah. And you also, you also had someone you trusted there in the water, And I the had water, Jerry right? there. Yeah, I had Jerry right there, too. And she was talking to you the whole time, right? Yep. And so this is, I'm going to get a little preachy here, Katie. Um, <laughs> but I think this is where it goes full circle, where um, at the beginning of the week, we were challenged to listen to God's voice, the one voice that we can truly trust. And Katie, she trusted my voice and she trusted Jerry's voice so much so that she was willing to take a step of faith. She had no idea what was underneath her, but she listened to what I said and what Jerry said. And she took that step of faith and she jumped off that diving board. And how did it feel? It was great. <laughs> how many times did you jump off of it? Twice. Twice. She jumped off of it twice because she trusted us. And I think, uh, like you mentioned, in Matthew chapter 14, this is what Jesus wants us to do today. In Matthew chapter 14, we hear about how um, Jesus is walking on water in the midst of a storm, and the disciples see Jesus, and they're freaking out. They think it's a ghost, but he tells them, don't be afraid, it's I, it is me. And Peter says this in Matthew chapter 14, verse 28 and following. It says, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said, then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on water, and came towards Jesus. Peter had enough faith to trust the voice of Jesus, like you trusted us, Katie, to step out of the water, to step out of his comfort zones, just like you did, Katie. And just like so many people from this week, they stepped out of the boat and onto the water. People like Katie and Karsten, Hope, and Kenna, and Brandon, and Avery, and Cherokee, they all trusted Jesus enough this week to step out of the boat and step into the waters of baptism. And we had many other decisions like that, where people stepped out of the boat and took a stand for Jesus. They confessed their sins to others. They rededicated their lives to Jesus. They were baptized. They were willing to trust the voice of Jesus. And so my question for you today is, will you? Will you step out of the boat? Will you trust the voice of Jesus enough to step out of the boat wherever he is calling you to go and whatever he is calling you to do? Will you step out of the boat? And Katie, I didn't tell you this. I was going to ask you, can you pray for us as we end this time this morning? Sure. Let's pray together. Dear God, thank you so much for this trip. Thank you that we made it back safely and just that you entrusted us into the most capable hands possible. Thank you for today. Thank you for everything that we got to share with this church. And I just pray that it touches people's lives. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Katie. Mm -hmm.